Director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. The front line against anti-Semitism and hate often comes down to the question of where you draw that line, in the center, to the left, or to the right, on the ideological spectrum. Literally every day, ADL has to draw that line. It has no choice, as it is part of its DNA to respond to important and often controversial issues. How does ADL manage this ideological divide, and how does it fend off attacks from both the left and the right by people who feel that ADL should be acting or speaking differently? This is a fundamental question not only for ADL, but for many leaders and for many organizations who need to speak out on issues. Here today to offer us wisdom on this topic is the man who should know how ADL manages this. He has worked for ADL longer than anybody else on staff, more than 50 years. His name is Kenneth Jacobson, and he is the Deputy National Director for ADL. And this is not his first time on the show, so I will say welcome back, Kenny, too, from the front lines. Good to be with you, Scott, as always. So let's start by defining where ADL stands. Would you characterize the agency as a centrist organization? I would, but uh, the word centrist sometimes is misunderstood. It doesn't mean we don't have some very strong views on different issues. Sometimes we're to the right, sometimes we're to the left. Uh, But I think we're centrist because we don't come with preconceived notions across the spectrum. We try to look at each issue and each policy for its own values, and we, we, we act therefore. So, again, we end up at different points, but what makes us nonpartisan and centrist is that we have an open mind and we don't have a, a particular across-the-spectrum bias in a particular way, and I think it's very necessary today in our society. You, you raise that word nonpartisan. Tell us what that means. Well, again, it, it means that we don't come with a, first of all, surely not a political Republican-Democrat point of view, we're not, we're not even allowed to have uh, those kinds of views. But even ideologically, we're not locked into a particular perspective. We could talk about different issues, and ADL may come out, as I say, somewhat left of center, somewhat right of center, somewhere in the middle. Uh, we, don't have, we, we do have values and principles, and we try to stick to them, but they don't fall into what would be known as a partisan perspective. All right, so let's take a step back and talk about a more fundamental question. Why is it important to hover around the center then? Why is it important to, uh, to not have those, those positions more locked in? Well, I think, I think both for the society in general and I would argue for the Jewish community in particular, having a strong center where people can disagree, but they're open to compromise, they're open to other perspectives. That's what democracy is about. When the center is strong and the the extremes are weak, then you can be pretty sure that democracy is thriving. And today, uh, look, ADL's been criticized by both the right and left for a long time. The difference is today we have factors that have weakened the center. We have more polarization. We have social media. We're creating extremes. And generally speaking, the center is much weaker, which I think is bad for us as an institution. But more importantly, it's bad for us as a community and, and I would argue, as a society. 
you focused in on the Jewish community. Maybe explain more about what you mean by the impact on the Jewish community of a weak center. Well, Jewish communities always benefit from a larger society where people are open to compromise, where people are open to hear other people in a civil way. Whenever the extremes, whether they're on the right or the left, and there's a long history of it, whenever the extremes are predominant, we know that among other problems for society will be a particular problem for the Jewish community. Conspiracy theories, blame the Jews, all kinds of things. We saw it even just in Buffalo where the terrible tragedy where African Americans were targeted. In the manifesto, the, the, the guy talked about how the Jews were the ones behind it all and they're the ones who really are to blame. So, you know, when you have a weak center and you have these extremes at work, uh, you can be sure the Jewish community will be targeted. Let's talk a little bit about what this looks like in practice. When you look at attacks against ADL from the right, what kind of attacks are those? From the right, what we hear is, first of all, that we're a left-wing organization. Jonathan Greenblatt worked for the Obama administration, therefore ADL has lost its way and it's become a left-wing. We don't, we don't identify, they claim, uh, all the terrible things they, they see coming from the left, whether anti-Semitism or anti-Israel stuff. We allow minority groups to get away with all kinds of things because uh, we are, we're seen as a left-wing organization. We're hypocritical. We only criticize the right. We don't. These are the kinds of things, all of which are exaggerated, but those are the kinds of things that we hear from the right. And what about the left? What's the main criticism from the yeah, left? I would say the main left is that ADL is a deceptive organization that really doesn't stand for civil rights that really doesn't uh, stand up for minorities, and it's mostly reflected in ADL's support for the apartheid, terrible state of Israel. Everything that we do to support the, the right of the Jewish people to a home in their historic homeland is seen as a reflective of ADL being a right-wing, extreme right-wing organization, and therefore we don't qualify as, a, as an ally in, in the work of civil rights. And again, I... I, I give in some detail both what the right and the left saying us because I hope people understand that these are distorted, exaggerated, and not really reflective of what ADL really is, but these are the kinds of things we have to deal with almost every day. And my sense is that the situation's only getting worse, not better. I mean, you, you've been at this for, for more than 50 years. What, what's your sense of the trajectory here? Yeah, I, I think it's getting worse, and that's worse for us but it's more significantly, I think it's worse, worse for the society at large. Again, a, a, a healthy democracy has the characteristics of what I mean by centrist. Again, it's not that people aren't passionate about different issues, but what the characteristics are that people are willing to compromise. They're willing to hear the other side. They're willing not to characterize people who disagree with them as the enemy. There's a willingness to, for the give and take of a democratic system, which is that, and when all of that is, is, is being subjected to the kind of extremism and name-calling and all the things, uh, that is, again, it's very bad to society at large, and you can be sure 
when the society's democratic systems and values are weakened, the Jewish community will suffer. Let's get to uh, the next important question, which is how does ADL manage this? How does it withstand all of the pressure from the left and the right? Yeah, I'm not always successful, I would say. It's not a, it, it's a constant struggle, but I think, and, and there's a temptation sometimes because some of the charges are over the top to sort of ignore it, but we just can't afford to. And so, well, first of all, when it comes to anti-Semitism, we make it clear that there's no ideological monopoly on anti-Semitism. It can come from the right, it comes from the left, it comes from majority communities, it comes from minority communities. We also set standards for what it means to stand up against anti-Semitism, not merely to say anti-Semitism is bad, but it's always the other guy who's the anti-Semite. You know, the left-wingers say it's the right-wing white supremacists, the right-wingers say it's the anti-Israel left. And the answer is, are you ready to stand up when it comes from your own ideology, your own community? So we try to, and we, we go after when it comes from the right, and we go from the left without necessarily saying they're the same thing. They have different characteristics, but we don't pull punches, and we speak out whenever your anti-Semitism manifests itself, recognizing that there are different ways that they manifest themselves. So that, that's when it comes to... Uh, uh, anti-Semitism, and you know what we understand always is that uh, when Jews are attacked, uh, people doing the anti-Semitism are not asking about what their ideology is; they're just going after Jews. So we feel very strongly that we need to stick together and not let these divisions infect our own community. I often put a positive spin on the situation, and I talk about ADL's big voice. That is, if ADL did not have such a big voice. People would not be so desperate for the, that voice to speak to their agenda. How big, in your estimation, is ADL's voice? Well, I, I, as you noted, Scott, I've been at ADL a long time, and one of the things, one of the tools at our disposal is very much uh, our voice. So I think when ADL speaks, people listen. We have credibility. Even with all the critics, I think generally speaking, people know we're a serious organization that is both strong but also reasonable and credible. Uh, so the voice is, is it's not everything. It's really very often the starting point, but very often it's the basis of the contact. And people respect us. I would say that these days, overall, despite the polarization, despite the attacks on one side and the other, in the broader society, I would say ADL's voice and ADL's programs are more significant than relevant than uh, that's a really good note to go out with. Uh, Kenny, we are so grateful for your wisdom on what is truly an issue for our time, and, and I'm really grateful that you were my guest today. Thanks. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.